0: This episode is proudly sponsored by Chase and Charlie, the accessory store. Chase and Charlie is a brand that specializes in accessories. Visit their website at www.chaseandcharlie.com. You can also click the link in our description to visit their website and shop until you drop. You are listening to the Stiletto Talk Podcast with Kay and Shanice. Now kick off your stilettos and let's talk. Enjoy the show. Hello everybody, it is me Kay and I hope that you are okay and I hope that you all are doing well and I hope you got a couple of minutes to sit and just listen and talk with me. And relax with me and heal with me. I am Kay, your half of the hosts of the Selena Talk podcast. I host this lovely podcast with my wife, and we are on a mid-season break, which will be back on June twentieth. And we have our episodes released every Monday morning when we are in season at eight AM, so you can listen to us at the beginning of your day, on your drive, or while you're in your office, while you're doing your thing. Okay, you can heal and listen to this podcast during that time. But in the middle of that, I that i was going to give y'all three bonus episodes just to make sure i don't leave y'all hanging and unfortunately with my wife and her schedule i have to do these bonus episodes on my own so i hope y'all okay rocking with me for yet another bonus episode and this episode y'all i've been thinking because you know we already have our seasons you know structured out and stuff so i don't want to touch on nothing i know we're going to touch on in later episodes but when i was thinking about the bonus content It's Pride Month, so I really wanted to have a conversation about it's okay to be the Black Sheep of your family. And this came to me all because, hey, it's Pride Month. I am prideful every month, but I'm extra prideful. I'm extra rainbow when it comes to June and pride month, but I'm also the black sheep of my family. And it's for other reasons that exist outside of me just being queer. And when it comes to that, when I was thinking, I was like, you know, well, what would the healing question be, you know? And besides the overall question or the general question of are you a black sheep or are you the black sheep in your family? It also gave me this idea of, are you authentically being yourself? And if you're not, Is it because of this hole that comes from your family, the judgment or uh, the negative feedback that will come from your family if you do? So what I consider a black sheep (laughs) is someone in the family that I think that sometimes is given a negative connotation as like a rebel because you know many times when i mention like black sheep to people they're like oh that's the party girl or that's the person that you know smoke weed or that's the person that just go out and do whatever they want to do like it's always really really this diluted and just nasty image of what a black sheep is but what i consider a black sheep is a healer usually the quote unquote black sheep are the people that have done some healing. So now they're different. Now they're functioning different because they have done some work to undo the things that so in their family, these cycles that are continuing to perpetuate, these cycles that are continuing to happen and be reinforced, the black sheep is the self-healer. The black sheep is the astrologer, the person that, you know, the herbalist, (laughs) the tarot reader, all the things, it's a person that is healing and understands the connection between the higher consciousness. I feel like that is what the black sheep is. So when you look at someone that's doing that, if you're just caught up into these toxic cycles, and you see somebody in your family, and they're doing the opposite, they're going to be the outsider they're going to look like the person that's like, what are you doing, the freak? Or they're gonna look like the weirdo or all of those other things. And I think it's really important to understand you do not need to allow that to stop you. Because a lot of times the reason why people don't live in their authentic self or they don't do the things that they want to do is because of their family. They're caught in this web of these generational cycles and they don't wanna be. There's even some family members that'll tell you, you know, don't be like such and such child don't be like your cousin, you know, you're different, you're this, you're that. When we, in comparing you to these people, when really you you want to if they're if they're a self healer and they're doing things differently why not want to continue to break generational patterns and different generational cycles y'all it when I tell you when you start thinking I challenge you to sit back and one day just write out all of the generational patterns and cycles that you had to break some of those want to be consciously you did it intention intentionally could have been through therapy could have been through a host of other things but there's that intentional healing and that's just that natural where you just move away from your hometown and you just start you just start doing things different it's like damn i i actually like this this is something that i could do more often those are those things that i think is kind of that up does of unconscious and the subconscious breaking of the generational curses and the generational patterns. I wanna tell you, someone was telling me the other day that um, in their family, they have uh, the women in their family they feel like their family's curse, specifically the women, uh, in regards to the partners that they choose. And they said, you know, I don't wanna, I don't want to bring kids into this earth because I don't want to continue that cycle. And to me, I'm like, well, honey, you can stop the cycle right now. And the thing about listing it and calling it a generational curse is that curses can be removed. And a lot of the times the curse is just simply a cycle meaning that somebody has to be that black sheep and break it so the time is right now for you to do it i also want you to sit down and write down what are the things you're not doing how has your family held you back from doing the things that you want to do and of course it's not a malicious thing if your family is caught in the web like i call it the web of trauma and they're still doing things the way they've been doing things, the way your grandma been doing things, and everybody else in that generation has been doing things. And then here it comes to you and the decision has to be made. Or are you going to stay in this web or are you going to change? Are you going to grow? Are you going to challenge yourself? And I know isolation is one of the biggest human fears is to be alone and to be isolated because we are people that are built off of connection and community. And a lot of people feel like if I truly be who I want to be, I risk my family. I risk isolation. And although that can be true for some people, I still feel like you need to find a way to live your life in the most authentic way that you possibly can. Because although you fear isolation, I think I would fear looking back at my life and wishing I would have done the things that I wanted to do. And I want you to feel that motivation and that push to do that right now. There's no time like the present. And we spend so much of our time in the past wishing we could make changes to things that's already happened. Or we spend so much of our time in the future thinking that when I have this, things are going to be better. When I have this, everything's going to be all right. When we abandon the present moment, the present moment is when you break generational cycles. The present moment is what you when you find your authenticity. And I challenge you. To grab all of that baggage that you've been carrying with you and toss it out. Because the past has happened. It's been written. There's there's nothing else we can do. But what you can do is write a new chapter. And that is where you break these generational curses. And, of course, I want to tie it all back into Pride Month. And I'll do that during the Good Sis case study. But I want you all to really live your life And really live it in the most fulfilling way because you are in this life cycle right now. And I just see so many people where they, you know, I connect with black sheep because I am considered a black sheep of the family as well. And I can always bond and I can always tell when someone else is too. And, you know, not just because it's the queer person, but because of just their actions and the things that they do i am literally like my you know not completely because i do have some cousins that are also on their healing path and on their healing journey but it's like collectively we are the generation of black sheep it's like what the hell y'all doing y'all doing all these crystals and ancestor work and all of this stuff and there is a lot of judgment that comes with it but i'm so proud of me and i'm so proud of my cousins for still standing strong and for still and to still continue to do the thing that feels good to us and what feels authentic to us. So let us go to the good sis case study. It's just a little quick case study and then I'll be back. sis i know you miss us but it's okay we miss you too we'll be right back on june 20th to continue our season in the meantime catch up on our past episodes but you can also continue your healing by visiting www.thesestilettophiles.com and there's an empower portal waiting for you filled with a lot of reflective exercises meditations affirmations and let's not forget you can also vibe with us on instagram at the It's time for the Good Sis Case Study. So listen, the Good Sis Case Study, it is me. It is me. I am here to report on me, okay? I am the Good Sis Case Study. Well, if for you, for those that know, my name is, my nickname is Kay. Uh, my actual name is Kier. Um, actually, my, nick- my nickname is KK, but my friends have shortened it, so I just rock with it. <laughs> and uh, I'm 31 years old. And I'll tell you, when it comes to being Pride Month, a lot of the black sheep uh, in me it comes from living in a very small town, uh, being queer, a very strong. A very strong presence of Christianity in my town as well. Grew up in a church. Uh, I've talked about this in previous episodes, so I know I'm repeating it for our OG listeners. But um, yeah, grew up in a very small town. I mean, small, baby. I mean, high school, two, two halls in the high school, about 100 people in my graduating class. You know, you know everybody in every church everybody go to. And I don't think I truly started living in my authenticity until I hit my mid-20s, even though I moved away from my hometown, um very young like I went off to college and I pretty much stayed around like you know I really I would come home for the summer for a little bit um, but I would just try to you know stay away because I realized that it was just too much I didn't want this lifestyle anymore everybody was just doing the same thing it's like my classmates they graduate they marry their high school sweetheart, they have a baby, they live on their parents' land. And I just didn't want to be in that cycle. I just didn't want that for myself. So I was like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. I'm going to go off to college. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to create my own life. And I, even though I really, now I formally came out queer in high school. Well, like not formally, but I accepted it. Uh, In high school and had those small conversations, Uh, but I don't think that I made it like, you know, I am I am queer. First, I identify as bisexual. Uh, And then now here I am in my truest form and and living in my truest form of authenticity. I identify as queer. And um, so I didn't actually start living that life uh, fully and openly until my mid-20s. Crazy shit, right? So, um, but one of the things that really, really made me afraid, and I know it's hard to compare this to coming out because that's a whole nother like ball game. but I think I was suppressing more than just... Um, you know, coming out as bisexual and now queer. I think I was suppressing my spirituality because I am my spirituality, y'all. And I was suppressing that because no one in my hometown had the same views that I was starting to have when it comes to spirituality, because like I said, everybody does the same thing. And it, I had this fear that, you know, I would tarnish my family's name if I, you know, live in my authentic self and I actually step into my spirituality. I step into what feminism means to me and I step into uh, what healing means to me and queerness feels to me. I had this fear that like, you know, because of my thinking and, I already was classified as the black sheep because I was always an outspoken person and a lot of women in my family just take and take and take. And I have to, no, not collectively, like I have different experiences from, from my mom's side of the family than I do from my dad's side of the family. So. maybe i should be more specific of what i'm referring to the women on my dad's side of the the family oh they got a voice and they use a voice and i i learned how to use my voice so when i go and see my mom's side of the family it's looked at like you know like oh she thinks she's better than us oh you know she she thinks she's this she thinks she's that just because i have the ability to carry a conversation and i have the ability to uh, the way that I speak even was perceived as oh she's trying to be white and that's because y'all I lived in the in the most there wasn't a lot of minorities, let's just say that, okay, okay, you know, if y'all can see my hand, I'll be pointing them to the, to the back, to the inside of my palm, okay, it was like that, and uh, farmland, all the things, like, I, I grew up in a country country, so the things I like to do, I want to ride my dirt bike, I want to ride my four-wheeler, I want to go fish, I want to do, climb some trees, and my mom's side a family from the city, and they just like, mm, no, that's not that is not what we do. So on that side, I was already considered a black sheep. But going back to my point is that I it took me until I reached my, like, when I say mid-20s, I would say maybe like 25 was the golden year for me when I finally allowed myself to just exist exactly how I was. I got so used to the wearing this mask that, you know, I was this... You know, liberal, feminist, you know, all for queer feminism, black feminism, spirituality, when I wasn't near my family. But once I got near my family, I turned back into that small town girl. I knew how to I knew how to morph very well back into their beliefs and how they do things. And it was all again because of the fear that I would tarnish my family's name. And I just didn't want that. So fast forward to uh, when I decided, okay, blogging is what I want to do. Uh, 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 that's a part of the Stoletto Files as well. Even starting the soliloquies, y'all, I came out starting to, with the Stoletto Files. I was doing tarot readings and everything. I said, "Fuck this!" I was given a gift. I want to use my gift. I want to. I want to talk about my healing journey. I want to talk about these things I've had to go through. I want to talk about my eating disorder. I want to talk about all of these things. And, you know, what you're usually, you know, shunned on, I was kind of raised like you keep all that stuff in the house, like, you know, we don't pray about it, it's over, you need to keep it in the house. And I'm just like, No, I want to share my experiences with people, because I think that it will help people heal and grow. And I grew, grew to learn that was my purpose in this life. And I started doing just that. And that's why I feel like I'm in a very beautiful space in my life right now. But I allowed that to hold me back to where I'm saying to you. I didn't experience that until about 25. I released a blog and I sat there for an hour before I hit publish uh, because I knew people from my hometown would see it. Uh, I knew people from my old church. I knew, you know, family members would see it. And I talked about being queer. I talked about, you know, feminism. I started debunking this idea of a strong, you know, black woman. And I was so scared but I ended up getting so much love. Now, there was people that did have a lot to say. There was people that, you know, they, you know, I don't agree with what you feel, okay? I don't agree with tarot. I don't agree with queerness. I don't agree with any of those things. And that's A-OK with me. You say where you at. I'm going to say where I'm at. I'm still going to do me. But I'm not going to allow your beliefs to suppress me. They're not going to allow your beliefs of how you need to live an authentic life influence how I need to live an authentic life because only I can determine that. And that was something that I had to grow into and something that I hope that my platform was built on that. And I hope that this platform will help you do the same thing to where you just say enough is enough. Like you just gonna think what you gonna think and I'm gonna have to do what I'm gonna have to do and it's gonna get done. And I feel like that is just something that I know is so hard. So I'm speaking to that that space and that part of you that is afraid to truly be yourself because of you the way you've been conditioned to believe anytime you have a thought that doesn't go along with the collective it's really scary but it takes a lot of strength to actually stand in that truth because there is going to be there's going to be crows (laughs) that's what my grandma used to call haters it's gonna be crows honey it's a natural part of life the crows gonna fly they are gonna be around but that shouldn't stop you you can coexist with the crows they don't have to you know when they come up in your space you can shoo them away that's just what it is and i hope that this month although you know it's all for our the queerness i hope that not only in this space but in the months to come that you allow it to be your pride month where you allow yourself to be proud of exactly who you are exactly the way you were created to do the things that you want to do. I really, really hope that you can find that. And I challenge you to do it. And like I said, I know how scary it is. It's okay, except that black sheep. You are a black sheep with a crown on your head that is living a happy life because it's always the people that wanna identify you as a black sheep that's living a life that you wouldn't ever wanna live anyway. And you gotta understand that. That's no shade. That is a little, it's all T and no shade, okay? It does not matter what people think and it's up to you to live your life. Stop allowing people to determine how you live your life stop suppressing yourself, do the thing. If you're doing something right now because this is a conditioned thing you're supposed to do, that what your family wanted you to do, I challenge you to sit back and think about what it is you really want to do. And we've talked about this in past episodes. I can't remember right now the episode, but I remember there was a young lady in the case study that she had wanted to be a tattoo artist but her family wanted her to be like a doctor or something. She went against that and it caused their relationship to be severed and they didn't talk for years and years and years. And, you know, that's just sometimes a truth you have to take, but that doesn't, that, that should not allow you or that should not force you to stop being who it is you were created to be. Now I want to make sure this stay a mini episode because y'all know I can go on for days, but if you want to know more about me, my story, I have so many things that I I have been through. And like I said, the little files was based off that. I have really channeled and understood vulnerability. I stand in it. Um, I talk about the things that they tell you not to talk about in your household. Like this stays in the house. I've talked about my eating disorder. You can read about it. I've talked about my coming out. You can read about it. Um, You can go to my blog and read all that information. I talked about relationships and times where I allowed people to really use and abuse me. I talk about those things because I want you all to find healing and because I had to find it. So check out my blog if you haven't. You can read a lot of things, including ways that you can continue to heal on this healing journey. So I will see you all You know, I always say I see you all because I do. Some of you are, uh, you flood my Instagram with so much love and my Facebook. So some of you I do see, but I actually see you. I see you healing. I feel you healing and I'm proud of you and I am here for you. This platform was created for you and I will see you all on the next episode.